0: Talk Live, it is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is Freetalklive.com. Start things out here tonight with an update. I don't know if it's really an update. It's more of a follow-up on something that was brought up on, I believe it was last night's show. I don't recall who called in about it, but someone called in to, to mention that in Utah, apparently there's a new bill that's been proposed that will allow for the police to withhold misconduct reports from the public. Now remember, this is just a proposal. It hasn't passed yet, but it really goes to show the direction this country is going in, and that is a total police state. Now, one might I mean, uh, don't these people work for us? No, they don't. Do you sign their checks? I guess they don't. Right. They'd the, like you to think they do.
1: The idea uh, is that they do, though.
0: Right, and the idea, at least in the past, was that when it comes to government agencies, there should be some fairly large level of transparency. There should be the ability to shine a light on the cockroaches and to see what's going on uh, in the nasty gears of government. But it seems like as time goes on, government uh, is just concealing as much of uh, its information as it possibly can. Here's the story from KUTV.com in Utah. A new bill proposed that the legislature would allow for police to withhold misconduct reports from the public. Supporters of the bill believe that police misconduct should be kept secret from the public so as to not discredit police testimony. Hmm. So the suggestion is that because the police are so out of control... Because there are so many incidents of police abuse, uh, and just police not getting in trouble for the abuse that they uh, perpetrate on our uh, individuals in this country. Because it's also visible. It's doing, bad. It's doing uh, bad things to the reputations of our men in blue, and we can't have that happen. People might think, if they see these YouTube videos like we played on the air last night <laughs> of uh, the, four, the 14-year-old kid being choked and attacked by an out-of-control Baltimore cop, if people keep seeing these YouTube videos of police abusing people, they might start to believe they're not credible. And so we need a law to protect them. Others say a forthright police unit is essential to the community. In September, you might remember, we talked about this one too, Jared Massey was zapped with a taser by Trooper John Gardner. A video of the incident was recorded from Gardner's patrol car. Gardner can be seen shocking Massey until he hits the ground while Massey's wife screams from the side of their SUV. Now, as you might recall, it doesn't go into the detail in this article, but as you might recall in that incident, the man that was tasered by the cop was doing nothing that in any way endangered the cop. What he was doing was he wasn't exactly following the cops every single command. In fact, he had the gall to ask the officer, in this case, why he was asking him to do something. Yeah,
1: I guess that's a real problem, huh?
0: That's what got him tased, and more than a million people subsequently watched the video of it on YouTube. Massey was shocked to see his newfound fame. The footage may never have been seen had Massey not made a records request to obtain the tape. Currently, misconduct reports are available in Utah through an official records request, but under this new proposed legislation, sponsored by Senator Butars, the video and investigation report from Massey's tasering might have been kept secret from the public and journalists. Now, apparently Butars... In the past, the sponsor of the bill has received much criticism for being the topic in heated, controversial issues involving homosexuality, racism, and the challenging of evolution in schools. Now, with this bill, some believe that Butars would be allowing for hidden misconduct from those who are expected to live the highest of society's standards. Representative David Litvach says, I think that's... He's just a statist. I think what's critical with law enforcement is public trust. If it appears that things are swept under the rug or not done in the light of the public, you can compromise that trust. But Butar says the bill would only include non criminal reports to be withheld from the public, and that currently non criminal reports can be used in court to discredit police testimony.
1: But they never get charged with, uh, almost never get charged with crimes. With criminal anyway. offenses. Right.
0: Right. A main concern of the supporters is with the business. Is with the business Rate My Cop, which is a national company that has made requests for misconduct reports on every officer and every agency in the area. Butars believes that Rate My Cop will put the information into a database and sell it to defense attorneys. Blah, blah, blah. So, they're, uh, they're proposing this idea to make it so the police can sweep under the rug all of the nastiness that they perpetrate on us. Now, this is something that the Hillsborough County Police Department could really, you know, that would really come in handy for them right now. And if uh, Utah passes this law successfully, just wait up up all around the country. As soon as bad legislation goes through in one place, they know it's possible elsewhere, so they'll propose it in the state that you live in. So if you think you're uh, immune from this, you know, give them time. They're working very diligently to take away as much accountability from this government as possible. In fact, uh, Mark, you had brought up the story last night from the Hillsborough County Jail with the mm-hmm. paraplegic guy, or the quadriplegic guy. Uh, by the way, he does have use of his arms. I saw the video footage.
1: Um, I, I had a uh, actually a teacher in high school. I believe he's called a partial quadriplegic. Partial quad. I might be uh, wrong with that. But essentially they have the use, um, and it must be the same uh, vertebrae on down that was, was damaged in this guy. Um, they, they don't have use of their legs, although they can move them slightly, sort of make them jump up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't walk on them, and they have use of their arms in the in the sense that you can they can lift them and and that sort of thing, but. They, and they can move their elbows, but they can't move their hands. They can't grasp things. So. Well, this
0: particular guy uh, can. He is apparently completely paralyzed below a certain point on his chest. So okay. basically right below his arms, he can't move anything below okay. that. Uh, well, they, they
1: use terminology like, uh, apparently quadriplegic and paraplegic, the terminology aren't, isn't exactly what I hmm. think it is.
0: Here's the, here's the video uh, report from Tampa Bay's 10, and it just reveals a little bit more information than I thought was important to get across. I wanted to share that with you. Come on,
2: this way. Meet Brian Sterner, who broke his neck almost 14 years ago and is a quadriplegic. But watch what happens when Sterner, who can drive and was arrested on a traffic violation, gets to the Orient Road Jail. And this Deputy Marsha,
3: you know, she looked at me and she didn't believe that I was a quadriplegic, I guess. And she walked behind me with those handles on the back of that hospital-grade wheelchair and just... Dumped it straight forward.
2: sterner says he tried to roll as he was going down, but hit so hard he thought he had broken two ribs. Then when he was on the floor, deputies frisked him and tried to get him back into the
3: chair. You know, I told him how to pick me up and put me back in the chair, but without sensation. Like, I don't feel anything from my chest down, so I didn't know they were broken then,
2: uh, my ribs. The Hillsboro Sheriff's Office didn't know anything about the incident until we showed them their tape. And now an investigation is underway. This has all come to light today, therefore this review very active. And while we asked for a written report of the incident, the major in charge here at the Orient Road Jail told us there isn't one, because <laughs> as far as they're concerned, they didn't have a problem with, nor cause a problem to, any inmate in a wheelchair.
0: So, did you get that, Mark? Well, there is no problem. The jail is claiming this didn't happen. <laughs> There's no report. No report. It didn't happen. The the bureaucrats themselves, they had no idea it had occurred. I mean, it didn't exist. Had this guy not actually gone and filed for this, you know, Freedom of Information Act or whatever, and broken the ribs,
1: di- they picked this guy up. They really could have killed him with, a bro- uh, you know, like grabbing him around the chest, uh, with broken ribs. Yeah, could have jammed a jagged rib into his lung or, or, or heart. Right.
0: So I just uh, I just wanted to share that. There's a little bit more of the video, but that's that's the essence of it. The idea that, you know, this guy, they clearly didn't believe what he was saying. They dumped him out of this wheelchair, quadriplegic. It's just so sad watching it happen. And the only thing that's missing from the video is the audio. It's just a, vid- it's just a raw video feed from the, the security camera in the jail. So I would love to have been able to hear what the, the police were saying to him at that time. But the idea that the jail just pretended like it didn't occur there were several employees standing around watching this occur one guy even at the very end of the clip they show one of the uh, the jailers walking across the camera and you can see his face he's laughing about it hmm. so this is like <laughs> i just dump him out of the chair who cares he's just a scumbag well, they took him in apparently for blocking traffic or something like that. Right, that some was
1: silly a, traffic violation. Right,
0: the original reason why he was in there, and uh, it just goes to show you that these people—they aren't—they don't care about you. They're—they're they're not trained to give a damn. They're trained to be just callous. And, and even jerks. if they we're
1: trained to give a damn, it doesn't really matter whether they're trained to give a damn because they're not incentivized to give a damn. That's true too. The, you know, we're not their customers; we're their servants.
0: The point here is, though, the whole system acted to cover this incident up, and had the news media hadn't gotten if the news media hadn't gotten on this guy's side, he'd be in the dark. More on the way. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And by the way, those include the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website. So if you've missed a moment, just go and get them for free. FreeTalkLive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. com has a special offer for you. Go to com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off. com slash talk. So we are talking here, started the show out by talking about these uh, incidents of police abuse. And how in so many cases... Um, Many of these incidents go completely unnoticed, except to the individual who's been abused, unless there happens to be video or audio footage, or in some cases still, still camera photos. Unless there happens to be some media evidence that proves the event happened. Now, the good news is... More and more people on a daily basis are, are acquainting themselves with video and audio recording devices. The devices are getting smaller and smaller. Many, uh, You can actually buy video cameras now that will fit into your back pocket uh, or a shirt pocket. Of course, audio recording devices are even smaller than that. So, And they're becoming very, very affordable. I've seen uh, video recording devices, Mark. They're not the highest quality. It's kind of crap quality, but... Still video, uh, for less than a hundred bucks. Wow! So, you I know, think I got is...
1: my phone for less than a hundred bucks, and it does video and audio recording in yeah. the same manner as so a, lot, a lot of cell phones do that same thing.
0: Right, which is great. Um, and we've we were talking about earlier how you know the next important step that not earlier tonight but earlier on the show how the next important step is going to be getting more devices that will stream the video audio content to the Internet instantly as it's being recorded, so that if you encounter the police and the police want to be out of control, then there's no way they can confiscate your... They could confiscate the device, but there's no way they can confiscate the files, because the files would not be on the device. They would be streamed live to the Internet and stored on an Internet server. Now, the good news is this service does exist, I've had a few people send me emails telling me that there is a website out there. Uh, It is QIK.com. Now, they're not a sponsor or anything like that. I have no idea how good this service is, but it's the start. This is the very beginning of what inevitably is going to be something that more and more people want uh, you know, to have that live streaming option. So we're going to see more of this in the next, you know, two, probably two to three years, I would guess. Uh, in fact, apparently it's compatible with a number of Nokia phones. Uh, so there's a wide variety of phones that you can already do this with. And, the, you know, the service you do have to pay for, at this point, but you know how things go with the cell phone industry. There's so much competition that prices just keep coming down. Eventually, it'll be free streaming over the internet. know yeah. I mean, over time, it'll it'll get there. Either way, it's happening now. And I want to share an email from a listener in regards to this uh, whole topic of recording devices. Alex emails in. He says, "Guys, yesterday you were talking about recording the police with inexpensive audio and video devices. This is one of my favorite new topics, and you're the only show I know that covers it. So many thanks, Ian. Your vision of wireless internet-enabled video." transmission devices that automatically back up and post the feed upon being switched off will be the unraveling of the state apparatus i'm convinced of it if we could just get one that hovers 10 feet over you and remains fixed on your position we could even eliminate the need to have a brave soul come along to do the filming i can't wait for the day i get pulled over and can honestly alert the unsuspecting law enforcement officer that as the conversation is being that the conversation is being streamed onto my website as we speak oh and what was your badge number again Says Alex. I use the exact technique that Gardner talked about on Monday. I have two $50 Sony IC recorders. The IC stands for integrated circuit. One for my pocket and one for my car. Now, each one has a USB interface so I can easily get the files off later and holds many hundreds of hours of recording time. To capture speaking is far less demanding than capturing music, so you can literally let it run for days if you want to. Really? Uh, If I have to go inside a building, I toss the car recorder into my front pocket and keep both of them rolling. Now, he says that... Well, computer memory chips don't roll, but you know what I mean. This way, (laughs) you can alert them that they're being recorded. And you haven't even lied if they somehow managed to get the first device out of your possession.
1: You know, I wonder, uh, just what he said there makes me wonder. I wonder if we're going to continue using old terminology like, you know, rolling, um, taping, right? Things like that. Just because it's so ingrained. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, you know, it used to be you recorded things uh, by taping them, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of that and that tape rolled and and things like that. Now that doesn't film? happen. Yeah,
0: let's film a show. Mm-hmm. There's no film in those cameras. Nope. Uh, anyway. I love this idea, by the way, of having the dual recording device. I think it's brilliant. Gardner mentioned it on Monday night. And as he's pointing out, it's so cheap $50 each for two, you know, $50 per recorder. You put one in your pocket and hold on to one. That way, one's concealed. And then that way, when you go into a government building and you're doing whatever it is you're doing, you tell them that they're being recorded. If they snatch the one recorder, or you can turn off one in front of them, okay, you know, I'm turning this one off and then yeah. the other one's still going. Uh, I think it's a brilliant idea. In fact, he actually tested out the idea here in a moment. We'll share that with you. He says, recently I made a promise to myself to always record 100% of my conversations with all so-called public officials. It seems to me to be a solid philosophical position. If we're allegedly engaged in official public business, then the public at large should have a right to know what's going on behind closed doors. Sure. Especially if I'm paying rent on those doors. While this won't take care of the problem of backroom government deals, I can at least do what I can in my own life to expose the inherent madness of the state, or at least keep the bureaucrats on their toes this is great. when they demand to speak with me. Yeah, I, f- I think this is absolutely brilliant. In fact, here's his story. He says, recently I opened up a recording studio in Southern California. After some soul searching, I decided to not gamble getting shut down by the local mafia and went forth with a runaround known as getting a business license. After, the, after a week of driving around to various government buildings and paying them about $1,000 in cold cash, wow. I had my first inspection, which is from the local fire marshal. The whole visit lasted about 40 seconds. I've attached the audio that I managed to capture, which essentially starts at the very beginning of the conversation, where I asked him if he minds if I record the conversation. Now, we're not going to play it back because he just recounts it here. It's very, very short. He says, as you can hear from the recording, he wouldn't say another word to me once I had the recorder running. As far as I'm concerned, the inspection occurred and I'm moving forth with my business. I've explained to them they may send someone else, anyone else who wouldn't mind going on the public record to do the inspection. Their response was that he's the only one who does the inspections and that he has a right not to be recorded. Mm, I'm afraid he doesn't,
1: not if he works for me. And right, you know, he works for the public at large. And who, you know, the question you have to ask yourself here is, who watches the watchman? um isn't uh, in this in this culture whose job is it surely our founding fathers wouldn't have just let um, a government after they'd seen a government run amok they wouldn't let a government run amuck, would they they would have something in place to check the government and that thing is codified in the first amendment it's the press mm-hmm. the press is to watch over the government and now with the internet the way it is is if you have a blog you're the press you're writing things for people's consumption. Absolutely. You're pressing words onto paper, supposedly. Actually, you're um, you know, typing them onto the Internet. But as whatever. far as I'm
0: concerned, you don't even need a blog anymore. If you call this show, you're part of the press. Yeah, you're
1: that's fine. You're a reporter fine. for Free Talk Live. Fine, too. Um, so it's actually our job to do this. Uh, you know, yeah. We're supposed to keep an eye on these public officials. Right. It's,
0: it, if
1: there's a civic duty out there,
0: this is it. Now, so the idea is that if the bureaucrat wants to come into your place of business or wants to come into your home, or whatever their contact is that they want to have with you, they should, they should be willing to be recorded. What have they got to hide, after all? Right. 800-259-9231. And in the event that you don't have a recorder with you, I've come up with a solution that I think might be interesting to experiment with. I'll share that with you here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies,
2: Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies
0: 2008. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. got lots of features, and they're all for free. Get signed up for the updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show uh, or something that uh, you need to know. Like last night, I sent out an update today, actually, uh, talking about how apparently last night there was a bug with the show. Very bizarre. In the archive, it kept skipping throughout the archive. And I could not figure out what the reason for it was. My my local version of the show, the one I recorded here, sounded fine. So something was going on with our distributor, and uh, I'm hoping it doesn't happen again tonight. You know, I'm hoping it's one of those problems that just goes and fixes itself. <laughs> my favorite kind of problem. Uh, but again, we will alert you with uh, two necessary things you need to know if you're on the updates list. Go to updates. Dot com to get signed up. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That again is LegalZoom.com. Alex has written in uh, via email here talking about a wonderful approach that he is uh, implementing in his life. As he says, he is going to record 100% of his interactions and conversations with all so-called public officials. Now, on his uh, one of his first iterations of attempting this, uh, there was a fire inspector that was uh, coming, da- coming by to his new business to give him his inspection so he could open up his uh, recording studio in California. And when the fire guy was told that he was being recorded, his attitude and demeanor completely changed, and he started walking out of the studio, and he did not want to be recorded. Well, now, look, buddy, you're demanding that I have this stupid inspection in order to open my business, or you're going to come shut me down. You claim to be a public official, and so, therefore, you should have no objection whatsoever to being recorded when you're in my vicinity. Anybody who's nearby me is subject to being recorded. That's the idea here. And so Alex says that he's going to consider that... uh, That the inspection occurred. Because the guy showed up and he left. So he's going to consider the inspection occurred. And I think that could be problematic for him. He says, what's your advice? If they threaten to shut me down if I don't get inspected as he and he turns out to really be the only one who has access to the magical sign-off pen, then should I record it anyway and just tell him I'm not? By the way, it is a recording studio and it would be exceedingly simple to just leave one or all of my many recording devices running. Now, that you might want if you're concerned about the law, you might want to check California law, Alex, and see if yours is one of the states where it's only required that one party know that he's being recorded. So, if if you're the one that knows, then you qualify. You can you can surreptitiously record other people in that way. But many states don't have that. Many states are both dual-party notification, mm-hmm. where both parties must be notified. And besides, I like the idea of informing them that, uh, that they're being recorded. And either way, they might just take uh, a disliking to you because you're just messing with them. Remember, these are bureaucrats, and they do have power trips. So, you, you know, you are risking your business license here by even engaging in this behavior in the first place. If they decide they don't like you now because you've been recording them they could target you for all kinds of problems the inspection might be a fail they might say oh you got to fix this you got to fix that you got to fix you know they might just put all these requirements on you you may never be able to open the doors of your business as a result of this
1: i, I would uh, my, my personal uh, advice is you know um all these things on youtube basically these laws in these states have become moot with youtube and once the video gets out it's not that big of a deal anymore. I mean, what are they going to do? Come crashing down in your head because you, um, you know, this video caught them with their pants down?: Yeah, how, often, how
0: have you seen that happen? Here in New Hampshire, Michael Gannon was uh, charged with a felony for recording the police. He didn't put the video out. They, well, that's true. He went to the police department and turned it over to them. Right. And that's they confiscated the mistake. it. You, yeah. he, if that video would be out
1: on YouTube, mm. I, that, that's the only case I know of, um, and the uh, that it's, it's backfired, and he didn't put the video out on the Internet. That's a good point. The government doesn't seem willing
0: to come after people that expose them in wrongdoing. All I'm saying is, and that might be true, Mark, and you might, if you're willing to risk it, then this is going to be a very interesting experiment. That much is for sure. But just be aware there is a chance that they may decide to target you for unending harassment as a result of this. That's all. But I think that more people should take this viewpoint. I certainly am going to consider it. And even if you don't, for, for instance, let's say just say you can't afford a $50 recorder, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you just, or maybe forgot, you left it at home. Here's my suggestion. And I think this might work very, very well. Because the police and other government bureaucrats, they get very frightened when they know that somebody is recording them. And they change their behavior. And that's what we really want, right? We don't want them to be abusive. We just want them to change their behavior. I mean, at least that's that's one of the purposes to recording the scene, to make them not treat you like total crap. Mm-hmm. So my idea is if you get pulled over, for instance, or you encounter some government person... But especially if you get pulled over by the police, because they're the most dangerous. They're the ones with the guns on their hips. Tell them something like, by approaching this vehicle, you're subject to being audio and video recorded. Now, that doesn't actually say you are being recorded. So you're not telling a lie necessarily, though. I don't think that there are laws against lying to local cops. There are laws against lying to the federal police. That much is true. But if you aren't telling a lie, then there's no problem there, right? You want, it's, you're playing with your words like the cops play with their words, mm-hmm. right? The cops normally say things like, I'm going to have to ask that you step over there. Are you asking or are you ordering? They're very, very uh, subtle about how they speak. So you do the same thing. Officer, just want to let you know by approaching my vehicle, you are uh, consenting to being subject to, or you are, su- not. you don't have to say consenting, you are, be- you are subject to being audio and video recorded. Boom. Just leave it, to, just throw that out there and see what they say back. And they say, well, you, I'm going to need you to turn that off. I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> what are they going to do then? He's either going to you know, write you up his ticket or he's going to go away at that point. Mm. So I, the idea is to bluff him. If you don't actually have the audio and video recording equipment, make them think that you do. And don't tell them where it is. If you don't have it, they'll spend hours looking for it, right?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know that they can necessarily look for it unless they uh, suspect you having drugs or something
0: like that. Sure. I'm just trying to think of the different directions that this could could possibly go in. And uh, I think it'd be an interesting experiment. So keep that in mind next time you get pulled over. Officer, by approaching the vehicle, you're subject to being audio and video recorded. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one would love your thoughts. Uh Dan in New Hampshire, we go to the phones. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dan. How are you? Hey Dan. How you doing? What's on your mind?
4: I uh my cough's pretty well suppressed today, so Excellent. I will I'll save you from that. Thank you. I uh I you know the simple question to ask is uh you know, officer or uh you know, whoever you know bureaucrat a b or c of uh, in being refused and refusing to be recorded are you indicating that you intended to uh break the law or do some damage to me
0: yeah that's a good one i i also like the uh, the question uh, what do you have to hide <laughs> exactly
4: i mean that's what they all say to us when exactly. they
0: want you know you
4: know point cameras and microphones at us all yep. the time you know and 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 you know, we have the right. Actually, I mean, they're it's supposedly doing public business. There is, should be nothing that they do that they couldn't be recorded and watched. And you know, why? Why should we not do that? I mean, it's like
1: crazy. It's makes uh, perfectly it's, good sense to me. Yep. <laughs> Any <laughs> other thoughts tonight?
4: Uh, well, you know, I, that's that's all. I just uh, I just lost my digital camera that I intended to do some of this stuff with, and. Uh, mm. I uh, in fact um you know I mean I have been stopped on a bicycle and I wish I had had it you know they want to they want to get your name and, and birth date and all that when there was actually no no violation of law no you know no no even traffic issue because as yeah. a, a
0: bicyclist you're a pedestrian yeah, I don't see any reason to give them that
1: information. I don't know that that's necessarily true. Many uh, many states, I would think that, I would think all of them consider a bicycle to be a, a vehicle.
0: Yeah, don't they have like BUI biking while under the influence? I don't know. Don't I know. don't know? I, I you know
4: I I was riding at night. I had I had a trailer and I had lights on both the trailer and the bike and hmm. on the back and, the, and a flashing headlight, you know, all LEDs, pretty bright stuff.
1: What else could you and do for me? Somebody
4: it, almost ran me over, and then some third party saw this happen. And called the the cops, and they they came by, and I, I just asked him if he wanted to talk to me. I uh, and I you know I didn't mind, so I stopped. And well, the good
0: news is, even though you lost your camera, the new ones are so cheap, you can get a cheapie for an entry level one for under a hundred bucks and slap oh, that in your back pocket. Dan, thanks for the call tonight. More on the way. You can take control. Got an interaction with a cop you want to tell us about? It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at the Free Talk Live store. We've got Free Talk Live merchandise, like uh, Free Talk Live branded hats and T-shirts, hoodies. We've also got the uh, archive collector's sets on DVD. Uh, And more. Head over and get your shopping done, and also you can find out how to win yourself, or not win, but uh, get, as a bonus to your order, a copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted on DVD. All the details are there at store.freetalklive.com. And by the way, uh, somebody sent me a a piece of mail this week with a self-addressed stamped envelope in it, and a little note asking if the free bumper sticker offer was still valid. Yes, the free bumper sticker um, offer is still valid. It will be valid as long as we have bumper stickers. So if you want to get the details on that, you can do that at the store as well. Store.freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. So let me continue with some more emails here. This one comes in from Bethany. She says, My good friend is an Obama-loving socialist. There's one argument that has been brought up in the past that I have no answer for. On your show, I frequently hear something along the lines of, If there were no taxes, people would have more money because they would be able to keep what they earn and decide for themselves What to do with it? My friend's idea is that if taxes were abolished, businesses would subsequently pay their employees less because they would know that the employees were used to getting a lesser amount, the amount they received when taxes were taken out of their paychecks. Sure, I doubt my current employer would all of a sudden change my rate of pay, but do you think eventually that new hires would get paid less? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this issue because he is so quick to rag on the greedy capitalists. Um, it, okay, let's uh, let's let's say that's possible.
1: Um, first off, what you have to do is every business uh, would have to do just that. Uh, they would have to pay their employees less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. So the businesses are are. It seems to me unlikely to uh, you know just cut their employees' pay um, because you know they're they're used to paying that. But let's say that that's a trend i it's difficult to say um, you know when when uh, something as large as taxes uh you know is taken out of the marketplace mm-hmm. you know, it's going to affect business uh differently, but um likely prices will go down as a result too so let's say that that's the case let's say in fact everybody which, gets cut that wages do go down that it's a that it, that that's a you know result of uh, the marketplace because Employers it's ludicrous, know. and I'll
0: explain why. But go ahead.
1: Okay, um, lawyers uh, know that you have more money. Let's and and they decide to pay less. But business owners, not lawyers. I don't know, excuse me. Um, yeah, corporations. The, so uh, the, but the prices the businesses now have now have to pay less to produce their, uh, you know, their overheads yeah. good, good or service, and so therefore their prices are going to go down because they're going to have more room um, in which to uh, lower prices. And one business is going to lower, and then the next business is going to lower, and the next one's going to lower, and you know that's how competition works. So. Even though they may pay less, the, um, the prices of their goods and services will
0: likely go down even more. But it's competition that's the answer as to why it's ludicrous to presume that all businesses will treat their employees in that way. You know, The fact is, if you're a business owner, you have to try to look at this from the business owner's perspective. When you hire somebody, so if you're coming in to get a job and you know, you've got all your references and all that, you're, you're getting hired. When you're getting hired, the business owner is saying, okay, Well, this person has this prior experience, so therefore I'm willing to pay them X. Now, when you're told what your salary is at the business, you're told it's, let's say, $50,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That's not what you end up getting, and everybody knows that the salary is $50,000 a year. That's how much that business owner is paying you even though you aren't seeing but say $34,000 of it after taxes, okay? After social security and income tax and what medicare I guess is the other one. After all that's taken out, maybe your state income tax as well. Let's say you only end up with $34,000. The business owner is still paying $50,000 to you actually more because you have to figure out
1: um you have to figure in uh, unemployment insurance which is another seven and a half uh percent that's on top. a good point you pay seven and a half percent they pay seven and a half percent um and you also have to figure in uh, any benefits Social that go Securities, into the job.
0: The other 7.5% on Social Security, right, they, too. They pay
1: extra in, um, for just about everything except taxes themselves. But any other um, thing out there. So they probably, it, it's possible, I don't know, I'm, you know, I haven't had an employee that gets paid $50,000, but quite possible they pay 60000 a year to have you, a $50,000 employee.
0: Now, now, if somebody has decided that you're worth $50,000 a year, or in this case 60000 with all the hidden taxes, if an employer has decided that's what you're worth, then you're going to very likely, considering that if that person's a good guy he's very likely to give you the full amount if he had the ability to. He's only paying the taxes because he feels obligated well, to. And and it doesn't take
1: too many good guys in the marketplace to drive up wages, period. Because right. when the good guys pay um, whatever they're paying... They
0: get the best employees.
1: Right, they do. And then the bad guys say, oh, I need the best employees. I'm tired of having, uh, you know, English, uh, non-English speakers that show up for work late and uh, treat my customers like crap. I need to have English speakers that show up on time and teach my treat my customers well and and uh, take mm-hmm. the training and all that other stuff. They, they the, the bad guys need to have good employees, too. So they they consequently have to raise their rates to somewhere near, right. if not over, what the good guy's paying.
0: Right, and this is the same reason why everybody doesn't get paid minimum wage. I mean, what do you get paid right now? You probably are, just based on odds, you, listening, are probably getting paid more than minimum wage. If everybody was so greedy... especially if, and greedy, if you
1: speak English and you're over the age of 18.
0: If everyone even young people, I mean there's lots of starter jobs. Walmart will pay over 7 bucks an mm-hmm. hour if if I'm just wins. saying
1: that you know that, that it's a very good chance if if those are the case.
0: But the point is that uh, you know they're paying more than the minimum because they have to in order to retain the types of employees that they're looking for in order to stay competitive in the marketplace. And so that sort of competition, that business competition will continue to go on after all the taxes have been wiped away. Now that doesn't mean you you know, maybe you won't get the sixty thousand. Let's say you're getting paid fifty thousand dollars a year. That's what you've been told, is that your salary's fifty thousand. The business owner might take the extra ten for himself since he since you didn't really know about that extra ten, but you didn't know about it, so you've just gotten a fifteen thousand dollar raise because of not having taxes. Who's gonna complain about that? And there are going to be various different things that will happen. Maybe some business owners, because this is in, you know, they're individuals in the marketplace and they have different motivations. They have different things on their mind. Some of them might cut your pay. Some of them might pay you the same amount. Some of them might increase. There's no way to say that, well, all business owners are doing da 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 well, you know, Mark, if I cut your if I decided, yeah, Mark, you know, I like that you sell for free talk live, but I'm going to slash your commissions to 20%. Uh how would you what would you do?
1: I'd go out and get a job at the local uh, you know, radio affiliate here selling um, and, you know, radio there
0: with, um, and and get a better rate. Right, the fact is, if I want to retain your services that I value as just, as the sales guy for the show, I have to treat you right. I have to give you what you're looking for, or you're going to take your business, the business of you, right. somewhere else.
1: My extraordinarily
0: valuable business of selling radio ads. You know what the problem is? Uh, the, and I was actually, uh, re, I'm reading a new book right now. It's called The Complete Liberty by one of our listeners, Wes Birchall. Well, I had I had one more um, point on this. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and uh, he was talking about how uh, one of the biggest problems in this country, and, and I love his point on this, is that we've all been raised to believe in classes, like you're middle class, right. I'm upper class, you're black, I'm white. You know, Everybody's being put into groups. And so you know, what these socialists have is they're promoting the idea of the, the haves and the have-nots, the employers and the employees. We're all just individuals. Really, we're all just individuals, and we make decisions based on a variety of different factors, and competition is a huge factor when it comes to the marketplace and your job and what you get paid and how you get treated. It's a huge factor. you have the point mark? Well um,
1: there's there's a couple of uh, different situations here. Um, the I, I've gotten a little uh, IM and it makes perfectly good sense to me. It, it's simple economics here. A wage taxes go away, then of course labor supply increases um, then of course wages decrease if you know if labor increases, wages decrease, right? okay if the supply of labor yeah. and likely that is that will happen. Okay, not done. Also, we need to look at the other side. Business taxes go away, so the labor demand increases. Businesses have more money. Therefore, we'll hire more workers so that they can make more money. Make sense? That would cause wages to increase. So these would offset themselves, essentially, mm-hmm. and wages would stay the same.
0: Right. We, d- we don't need big mommy government stepping in, telling employees and employers, these individuals in the marketplace, how they can do business with one another. In fact, we'd be a lot better off if the government would just step the hell out and allow individuals to contract with one another because that's what you're doing when you get a job. You're entering into an agreement. Yep, you're with a business your that
1: sells your labor.
0: That's it. It's very simple. I love that idea to, to tell to tell people that consider themselves employees that they're a business on their own. You. have You go around different places, you you make offers, and uh, some people will take them, some people won't. Uh, You get a job that sounds good to you. You've agreed to that. You've consented 100%. Sure. So if the situation changes, go somewhere else. Take your business to someone else who will value it more. Simple. It is simple. You don't need government around to tell you how to do that. 800-259-9231 are to strong-arm business owners. Start your own business or take your work elsewhere. 800-259-9231. Coming up, speaking of business, 10 illegal job interview questions.
4: Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power.
2: Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping.
0: into hour number two of the program, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, let's go right into the phone calls here. Still to come, the 10 illegal job interview questions. you You might be a little bit surprised by some of these, Uh, but first we go to Tony in California. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: How are you guys doing tonight?
0: Great. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, I just picked up this flyer. I don't know if anybody's ever heard about this. Uh, It's something called the Shack 7. Now, there's three paragraphs that I, a short paragraph that I want to read about it, if you don't mind.
0: I don't know. What is this?
5: Okay. Well, it says on March 2nd, the Bush administration dealt yet another blow to the First Amendment as the Shack 7 were found guilty on multiple federal felonies for advocating the closure of the notorious animal testing lab, Huntington Life Sciences. Uh, It says while the charges themselves sound alarming, the defendants are not actually accused of having personally engaged in terrorist or threatening acts, Instead, the government case centers around the idea that above-ground organizers of a campaign are responsible for any and all acts that anyone engages in while furthering the goals of the organizers. In this case, the claim is that Shack 7 should be imprisoned because underground activists engaged in illegal actions against companies with ties to HLS. Now, I, I don't know uh, much about this, but uh, I just wanted to see if anybody else knew about it. There's a website, www shac7.com
0: So let me see if I got this straight you're saying that they convicted some people of what I don't I don't remember what the charges were. I don't know if you mentioned. Okay, what, it's
5: called violating the Animal Enterprise Protection Act, conspiracy, and interstate stalking using the internet.
0: But you're saying that they convicted the people who were sort of the ringleaders that were just basically encouraging people to do these actions, as opposed to the actual individuals who perpetrated the actions.
5: Right. I don't know much about it. I mean, if it's if it's something like uh, you know PETA going around and. Uh, you know, uh, killing animals and throwing them in the dumpster. You know, uh, maybe that's not good. But if they're just advocating the closing of a uh, testing lab, uh, isn't that just a First Amendment right?
0: Yeah, you would think. But these people are usually these anti-animal uh, testing people are usually pretty radical. At least the, the the Animal Liberation Front certainly is. I don't know if these people are tied with the Animal Liberation Front, uh, but essentially it's a group of uh, of animal Terrorists, for the lack of a better uh, lack of a better word, they they disagree so vehemently they're willing to actually utilize violence on the testing labs. For instance, breaking and entering, uh, going in and then you know destroying the lab, uh, setting things on fire. So if indeed they were actually engaging in activities that harmed others, I can understand. But to advocate it, to get in trouble for advocating that, I don't. Yeah, that would bother me. I mean. D- I don't like the idea that people would be advocating violence or the destruction of others' property, but I don't think advocating it should be a crime.
5: Well, I agree. I don't know. I'd just like to see if anybody else uh, knows anything about this, and, uh, you know, I'll listen to the podcast.
0: What you might want to do also is post over on the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com that we can throw a link up there, and people can go and uh, analyze it for themselves and respond to you there. Give that a shot. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231.
1: If the government extended this logic to themselves, then... uh, George W. Bush would be in prison for uh, murdering all those guys in, in Iraq. Iraq, all the all of our uh, troops and all those other people. So I, I don't know that it necessarily holds up. Uh, the government certainly doesn't hold itself to the same of standards. Of course
0: not. There's a totally different set of standards for those guys. Entirely different. We continue with your phone calls. It's Josh in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Josh. Josh, New Hampshire, going once. Josh, hello. hello. Can you hear me? I'm on a cell phone. We have you, Josh. What's on your mind?
3: Well, I heard you guys were talking about uh, illegal questions uh, during job interviews. I didn't get what you were talking about. I wanted to bring. We up... started.
0: That's why. Go ahead. <laughs> okay.
3: I wanted to bring up these hundred-plus uh, questionnaires that they're having people do during most job applications at this point.
0: Are you saying there's a hundred-plus questions on there?
3: I did one at a Pizzeria Uno of all places the other day. It mm-hmm. was at least ninety-two questions. Wow. And they uh, usually
0: que- aren't they usually questions about you know uh, what would you do in this circumstance sort of moral morality questions yeah
3: they're they're very generalized questions um, asking stuff like if you think it's morally permissible to steal a loaf of bread for your starving brother
0: yeah hmm. well those are Things important like questions that. to those are important questions to ask because and I don't imagine why anybody who is scummy would uh, would answer honestly to that but I guess there are some people out there that will say yes I think that's okay and of course it's not okay.
3: Well, the thing that has me worried about these, or not so worried, maybe annoyed, is that I've had friends who've gotten their results back and have been denied employment based on their answers, and these companies that review these, I think the one that does the most is Unicro, they okay. actually say, your responses are too normal.
0: Too normal? So they, they're it's believing normal. that you're faking because of that?
3: Yes, they're idea? basically calling BS on you being
0: a decent person. Interesting. Wow. Very very interesting. They must have done some study, you know. They must have really looked into that and seen that, you know, the people that were more scummy were more likely to...
1: But if um, if normal is the way that uh, they answer them, then perhaps these people are just normal. That's That's true. I mean, normal isn't that abnormal now, is it?
3: That's what I'm thinking. Well, when you answer these questions, some of them pertain to your mood at the moment. Like one of them was, I am depressed, rating from strongly agree down five uh, little circles you can fill in to strongly
0: disagree. Mm-hmm. Right. Were you going on with a so, point?
3: Well, I was wondering whether or not you think, see this as some sort of profiling to weed out people who might not be completely compliant with anything asked of them.
0: I don't know. I think there's probably various different reasons for it. I think they want to probably determine uh, that may be a factor, Um they probably also want to determine the honesty or potential honesty of uh, of the employees, and to get a good baseline for for what their belief system is. And, and I, you know, I'm not a corporate uh, hirer. I, I you know, I'm not a human resources, so I can't really do much more than just speculate. Any more than you could, Mark. What do you? How do you feel about that? <laughs> I. I, I don't know.
1: I, I don't. Um, I, I know that interviewing is difficult. It's difficult to know what right. kind of person you're getting. I can understand why companies, uh, you know, go through this. It costs a lot to train. It's a pain in the butt to get to fire people. Um, often you can. Uh, you're dealing with uh, lawsuits in firing people, mm-hmm. um, or a lawyer will come and bring you know some kind of allegation, and then you just settle out of court with them um, in order to fire them. So I can see why employers wouldn't want – there's essentially no problem in not hiring somebody because they answered some silly questions, right or wrong. So,
3: so I, uh, I feel it, it's um, – a lot of what I'm getting out of this show is you guys are really trying to get back to a, a sort of old-world sensibility, more of a human-to-human connection. And I think things like this are just taking that away, not just from the workplace, but – i think in our society in general
1: well i i would agree with you and I, i'd say that the the biggest problem um you know the the single biggest thing there is just the incredibly litigious society that we have yeah um... C- Corporations, businesses are afraid to hire people because of um, you know who they're going to get and how difficult it is gonna, going to be to get rid of them. And if we had a uh, you know a, a change in our legal system, which essentially the loser had to pay for, um, you know the the expenses of the winner, then you wouldn't have that problem because people would be more willing to take a um, you know a case to court. That's where. Decisions should be made, if not an arbiter, a court, some some organization like that. Not because, oh well, it's just not worth me taking it there, and the juries are so anti-business, and you know I have to pay the lawyers so much money just to do it. I might as well give them ten grand.
0: I think you're right, absolutely, about that, Mark. I think it is all the rules also, not just the litigious society, but the rules uh, that surround how you can hire people. Uh, The ten questions we're going to go through here, uh, one of the questions that's not listed here that I know for a fact is illegal to ask, is why, if you call up, for instance, a reference, if you are the the, the person hiring at the, the place of business, and you call one of the references, you cannot ask, why was this person fired? Uh, so, yeah. so what? The, I mean, that would I be a really easy way to find out. Well, yeah, so and so stole from us. Uh, boom, there you go. Now you know you don't want this guy. But uh, if if you can't ask that question, then what they probably have figured they have to do to figure out the answer is to ask 99 questions that sort of beat around the bush at the person's morality and try to see if you can figure out if the person is honest or not. So I would bet more than anything that this questionnaire you're talking about is really more of a direct result of the businesses trying to avoid either the uh, the lawsuits or avoid uh, the government pitfalls. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate you bringing that up. 800 two five. 800 259 some other shocking questions that you are not allowed to ask by law during an interview process here in Moments. 800-259-9231, this is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Live Live streams are there, broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both completely free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy. Feeling a little chubby? You can lose
1: up to 25 pounds in just nine days. You can do it without permanently changing your diet. You can check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. Read some real testimonials and find out how to order this cleanse, ftldiscount.com.
0: 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, uh, we talked to Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave.
6: Viva free talk. Hey, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, for the guy talking about if you advocate bad stuff, you know they could put you in jail. Pretty soon they're going to be making all laws like... Frivolous, stupid laws like that to fill up all these private prisons they got going, man. It's like a, a new industry. They're going to make free workers, make little, little uh, slave factories, and just probably, they'll probably be smoke police in a few years, you know. Putting uh, smokers, bad smokers. Got oh, they already them. have
0: that, Dave. They're way ahead of you. Uh in some areas not in every area area, but in some areas, they actually have special snitch lines that you can call to snitch out somebody who might be smoking in an establishment yeah. where it's been banned. Well they're
6: gonna they're gonna have to fill up these private prisons, man, because then they get federally funded, then they say, Oh, we're gonna put people to work and everything and then right, they like they in China. fill them up. And then uh Ian, I come to the conclusion. You're more Christian than most Christians, man, because you espoused the nonviolent thing, and that's what Jesus was all about. Yeah, but don't you Love have to, to believe another. in
0: the Jesus to be a Christian? I mean, isn't that the definition, a Christian believing right, in man. Jesus? And,
6: and, and that's what I dig about you, man, and, and more Christians should espouse it as you do, and you do it well. And uh, I wanted to tell you... Uh,
0: I'll take that as a compliment, Dave. Thank you.
6: <laughs> I, want, I wanted to tell you tell you guys thanks I'm on a CD, now this band called Marco Lolo or something like that out of Philadelphia. You should know their name. They are on the radio. Cool. They they got the recording from you guys or <laughs> I Wait, wait, what They had to <laughs> sign a release. They got me to sign some release so they could put my voice on there. And really? now I'm on a CD.
0: Did they have you, well, wait, they recorded something from our show or did they have you do custom stuff for them?
6: They, they, I, I think that I had, they did stuff, I did stuff for them.
0: Wow. There
6: How did go. they get in touch with you? Huh? How did they find you, guys, you? You guys got in touch with me. You said some guy from Philly. I got the number from you guys, remember? I don't know. It was Vaguely. Oh, yeah, so it must have been off the air, ago. right? Ago. Yeah, we put huh? you on
0: hold with the board op, and he you got your number, and you transferred. Yeah, oh, yeah, very yeah. cool.
6: Yeah, and now I'm on, now I'm on a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Marco, Dave. Thanks for like the that. call
0: tonight. We appreciate it, as always. Wow, Mark, we're helping people make connections now. Isn't that exciting? Well, we've
1: been, ever since uh, we've been on the air, we've been helping people make connections in right. different ways. And um, it's 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 the wonder of, of, uh, radio and actually any kind of communication, those kind of things yeah. can happen, but there's just so many people involved in this. That well, we've
0: got such a wonderful community of listeners out there that, uh, really is so uh, great at interacting with one another and sharing ideas and, and, uh, and helping each other do things. Uh, for instance, if you go to the BBS and you get interactive there, there are over 2000 people posting, uh, many, many of them have met in, in person and in, in real life. A lot of them came up, uh, for the Liberty Forum this mm-hmm. year here in New Hampshire. Uh, in fact, some of them have uh, gotten together for business ventures together. And so what we've a had uh, we, networking we, experience. We
1: had a uh, map site. Uh, I think we still do have it. Um, it's just doesn't work for work We don't work promote very it. Well. Yeah. Um,
0: Map.freetalk.com.
1: But we had uh, a, a couple of guys that uh, went to high school together, um, happened to listen. both listen to the show, put them, Put their names on the map, and That's they're right. right next to each other. And so they found each other That's
7: amazing. as a
0: result. Amazing stuff. Let's continue with your calls. And talk to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Jeremy, you're on the air.
7: Hey, guys, couldn't get through to you yesterday. I figured uh, maybe Ian, Ian and company had a little too much of KGZ yesterday.
0: No, I don't know what that was all about. I, I, the phone lines, I don't know. Were they that busy yesterday? I do not think they were. Anyway, uh, what's on your mind i
7: getting through a few times. That's besides the point. Yeah. Never mind. Um, what I was calling to talk about was uh, I, I believe that uh, employers should have a right if they want to hire somebody to ask whatever questions they want.
0: Absolutely, then, they should.
7: And, and uh, for number two, um, I'm, but at the same time, I'm trying to figure out, you know, uh, like OSHA requirements. I mean, they're a government organization that are put there to protect the safety of the workers.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, not true. That's just, you know, that's like saying the FCC was put there to protect uh, the listeners or to protect the radio station owners, and it's not true. The o- OSHA exists to harass business owners. Uh, OSHA exists to make entering a business more difficult, uh, to therefore prevent new people from entering into a business. That's why. That's what the, the purpose of all regulation is. I mean, in reality, it, some of it might have started with the best of intentions, Jeremy, but the real reason is to make it so it's too difficult for you to where if you look and you want to start a business and you look at all the regulations that you have to jump through in the hoops that you have to perform uh you it just becomes overwhelming and you just say you know what screw it i'll just keep working at this job rather than start my own business that's the point behind osha it's to keep people out of starting their own business it's the
7: man
1: keeping you down
7: that's That's what it is i don't think that's necessarily true because i mean there are programs and stuff that uh rehabilitate workers if they can't go back to that certain type of job that say that they were injured on Then there's programs that can go to school and no, I, I would
1: agree with you that that, that um, some of the purpose of OSHA certainly is to protect, the idea is to protect workers. I'm not sure, that, I don't believe that they're necessarily successful or anything like that. I think it's uh, arduous, um, some of the rules that they have, but I, I, I think that there's good people in there that believe that uh, what their go- job is, is but, to uh, protect Well, you workers. know, I'd
0: like to point I'm out good. though, Jeremy, that all the things you're talking about can easily be done and many of them are being done in the marketplace as far as job training is concerned. There are a lot of private job centers that help people get jobs. Uh, good, goodwill is a a fantastic example of a real-life organization that funds itself completely 100 percent voluntarily they don't take government money uh and what they do is they help people that are downtrodden they help people that are uh, that are having a tough time get back on their feet they help them get the training they need and get the job they want
7: how many people do you know from the graduation of goodwill university that have a successful career
0: i, I don 't tell you i don 't know them right now, but i 'm sure if somebody that works with Goodwill is listening, they could call and give you all kinds of stories. Jeremy, thanks for the call tonight. In fact, my dad used to work uh for goodwill he was in the i t department, so he wasn 't you know on the boots on the ground with the uh, the, the helping people part. Uh, but it was it was an amazing organization, and they they wouldn 't be successful. If they weren't helping people.
1: And um, I, I do know that uh, Goodwill hires uh, people straight out of prison. And yeah. you know, do you know how difficult it is to get a job straight out of prison? It is not an easy little trick. Right. So where were you for the last nine years? Well, let me tell you. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's a difficult thing to do. So Goodwill will help people, um, you know, have some work. Probably not the highest paying work in the world. No, not at all. But it, it's putting money in your pocket and they'll help you uh, get a place to live. If, assuming you know that that you're trying and those kind of things, so Goodwill, very good organization. Absolutely, I'm not sure um, you know that. I, I what can they do? They can't uh, necessarily, um, you know, they're, I, I don't know what their job training entails and how many people have managed to move on from there. But I'm sure there's lots of success. So
0: I think there are different tracks. Uh, again, I don't have it in front of me. If you've got some experience volunteering with Goodwill, we'd love to answer these questions. We'd love to have you. 800-259-9231. We continue uh, with uh, Ladies Come First. Melinda is on the line in Kalispell listening on KGEZ. Hello, Melinda. Linda. Oh, Linda. My apologies. Our board operator uh, misspelled it. What's on your mind tonight?
8: Not a problem. Oh, you mentioned the smoke police and. Um... I don't know. In in this area, we there's a, a program called the Bars Program where they... Uh,
0: I want you to say, tell us more about it here in a moment, Melinda, or Linda. rather. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. Does Montana have a smoking ban? I bet Linda knows. We'll find out here in a And you can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Mark has managed to secure for us a big advertiser for Valentine's Day. It's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. We'd like to keep them on board for next year, but in order to do that, we need to sell some bears. Good thing they started just at VermontTeddyBear.com. Show her you know her with a personalized teddy bear from VermontTeddyBear.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free. 800-259-9231. The Sickles CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, including the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. There's lots to talk about there. Get interactive with us and our listeners for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, that's SACL CAI. We go uh, back to Linda in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Linda, you wanted to tell us about uh, the smoking situation there in Montana. Go ahead.
8: Okay, well, um, I manage a tobacco shop here, and they have a program. It's called the Bars Program. Mm-hmm. They send it uh, send young people around um, to see if they can purchase cigarettes without being carded. Right. And um, one young lady that came to the store, I thought... It, doing her job with the BARS program, I found out afterwards that they had wanted her to bring her infant in the store, which the tobacco stores here are exempt from the non-smoking laws, Mm -hmm. and they told her to bring her infant in, knowing that she would be taking him into a smoking situation, and yet They'll pull uh, parents over if they're smoking in a vehicle.
1: That's crazy, with their huh? Children. As long as they can catch you and fine you, they're willing to put the the infant at risk. Right. But uh, you know, if you might be, you know, you might be putting your child at risk. That's they they they'll find you again. So it really just goes to show it's about the fine. It's not about the danger to the child.
0: Yeah, it's also about a double standard as well. I mean, everything's fine if you know breaking the rules. That's okay. Uh, doing something that's bad is all right if you're in the government. Uh, but if it's one of us little people, then we could get in big trouble.
8: Oh, it's it's totally like that. And th- as far as any other local laws, not just with the the smoking. Um, for instance, my son is going to court tomorrow on. Um, the ticket for no helmet violation, hmm. he was ticketed for riding at the local skate park in the bowl without wearing a helmet. Oh, but he was pulled over three blocks away and given the ticket. They stake out the skate park to bust the kids without helmets.
0: Oh, I get it. I know why they pulled him over three uh, three blocks away. Is because his buddies wouldn't be around there, right? Yeah because if you if there's a bunch of skaters hanging out at the skate park and the cops start, you know, messing with people there, there could be a problem. You know, other skaters around means more people with cell phones, meaning more likely that somebody's going to start snapping photos or taking video because we've seen we've seen video over the years of skaters being harassed by the police and mm-hmm. it's usually taken at the skate park, but if one of them breaks away and starts to go home and they snag him 3 blocks away when he's all by himself, he's got no friends around to come to his aid. Those scumbags.
8: They have done that with a lot of the kids around here. Mm -hmm. They wait till they get away from the skate bowl itself and into a different area of the park. One young man was slammed up against a car and put in handcuffs and just totally demoralized and told what a horrible
0: criminal he was. Right. It's not good enough. It's, it's not good enough that the kids are actually going to the skate park, park. to skate. What the,
1: that's the whole thing, is they put the park there so the kids would have something to do. And then what do they do? They send cops there. They don't have somebody on staff to uh, to, to uh, you know, that they that the city pays or anything to watch the kids and enforce the rules or something like that. No, what in fact they have is police there in order to find the children so their parents have to pay these right. fines. I mean, they've just... It's, it's just become, uh, you know, uh, it, it the draws register.
8: the kids in, yeah. And yeah. Well, around here, they totally harass anyone on a skateboard, even people riding longboards as a viable alternative means of transportation. Mm-hmm. They are immediately labeled criminals. They're ticketed and totally harassed. It yep. just it doesn't matter.
0: Outrageous. It's, it's, it's just, just disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you called in tonight, Linda, and thank you for the stories, and we hope to hear from you again. It was a great call, 800-259-9231. You know, I hope a lot of these skaters that are getting constantly harassed by the police, and they've never harmed anybody. Now, I can understand if you're destroying someone's property, and you're skating on someone's property that doesn't want you to skate, well, then I mean, that's uh, a separate yeah. issue. It, but and, kids and going to the skate park, hanging out, that's where they've been told to go, and they, they're they following the rules by going there. But no, then you got to find them nickel and dime, not dime them with fine after fine, for whatever reason, all your your pants are too baggy. Uh,
1: Often, uh, unfortunately, one of the problems with uh, skateboarding is that it's done by a lot of young boys. Mm -hmm. And young boys have, you know, very little respect for private property because they haven't worked hard for it um, because we don't let kids work anymore. Right. Um, So what you'll have is, uh, you know, they'll they'll do rail slides and, uh, you know, uh, truck grinds on... Uh, marble uh you know curbs and things like that and, and destroy people's build not destroy them but it damage people's buildings and property and so therefore they you know everybody gets labeled because of these guys and you know cert- certainly a lot of my friends did it but another thing about skateboarding is um it's it's fun to skateboard on sidewalks it's a nice place to skateboard mm-hmm. um unfortunately they've got pedestrians around there and i saw an incident when I was uh, younger, of a friend of mine who was uh, skateboarding, and he, he, it slipped out from underneath him. Yeah, it happens. And it shot out, and it hit in the shin Ooh, a ow. little girl, um, a girl oh. who was probably six or seven or something she like cried, that. She cried. I bet. Yep. She she cried, and um, you know, she had a little sundress on, and you know, you could see the, the little uh, scuff on her shin, and and it hurt a lot. Yeah. Well, her dad was with her, and her dad was an off-duty cop. Oh, boy. So, um, you know, grabbed my friend, threw him up against the wall, cuffed him, and took him off. He got out the next, you know, that, that evening or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was only skateboarding on a sidewalk. But, you know, it, these are some of the things that people that skateboard really have to, have to consider, is that they're, 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 you're walking into a situation where people are, um, you know, prejudiced, and they're, they're painting you with the brush of... All the people that have come before you on a skateboard where um, you know, they've, they've ground their trucks on their, their property and they've hit their little girls in their shins. So it's, it, you, you got to follow the rules. Sidewalks are for walking, unfortunately.
0: Sure. Well, and in a world where there was more private property and less public property, we'd, we'd have, I think, less incidents like that. Uh, and anyway, it's just so sad seeing uh, young people being targeted for not harming anybody at all. If you're harming somebody, putting someone in danger, that's a whole different story, Mark. But these young people are not harming anybody. And uh, so they're just turning it into a cash operation, just another revenue, uh, revenue source, just like speeding tickets. And it just needs to stop. Just Please, leave these kids alone, because all you're doing, coppers, is you're making the kids hate you. Is that what you want? Because that's what you're going to get. The more you harass these skaters for not harming anybody, the more they're going to hate you and call you pigs and just generally be uh, vehemently against the police. I hope a lot of these uh, young people that are getting harassed, whether they're skateboarding or dancing at a club, you know, a rave or something like that late at night, again, another activity that doesn't harm anybody else. I hope a lot of these people end up discovering the message of liberty, maybe through Free Talk Live and coming up here to New Hampshire and and making a stand for freedom because it's just going to keep getting worse where you are. It's just going to keep getting worse. We continue with Frank in Ohio. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello
5: yeah i like uh what jeremiah jeremiah and you were talking about goodwill and so forth yeah whether they uh provide anything for the community yeah they provided a lot uh we got involved in uh transportation and wheelchair accessible uh um inter urban transportation
0: you said we, we. are you are you working with goodwill
5: i have worked with them
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool in the
5: transportation field gotcha They um, got the um, interurban transportation and transportation for people with senior citizens and disabilities to provide better access for travel. Like wheelchair accessible vans and buses and so forth. Right, and and, and that's
0: an all you know that's only one fraction got in that. of uh, of a lot of the work that they do. It's just, just yeah. a little bit of uh, some of the work they do. Thank you for the call tonight. That's we appreciate it, Frank. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And they're a voluntary organization. One they that are I Not funded by the government. They managed to do it all on their own. How about that? You know, we'd have more of that if we didn't have all these government welfare programs and other, these other nonsense government programs out there. 800 259 9231, you take control. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll free number at 800 259 9231. Sakel, CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 inviting you to our website to get interactive with us. Uh, it's completely free. All the features you will find there we give away. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an Amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. And for as little as three bucks a month, you can help support the show, help get us on more radio stations, and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Plus, you'll get perks too, like access to the amp only call in lines, amp only chat room, and forum. But by the way, uh, somebody had asked earlier this week, I think it was, uh, as-, as to whether or not any females ever get into the Free Talk Live amp chat room, and I said that. It's- at that time, there wasn't anybody, but it does happen. Tonight, it has happened. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, one of our amplifiers, Bethany, she's also on the Shrine, is in there tonight. And she was complaining because there aren't enough people in the chat room. There's only like five people there. And so I said, well, you know, you should post on the Free Talk Live BBS, And I bet that would convince people. But also, I figured I'd mention it on the air because Bethany, attractive, Blonde in her 20s is in our chat room right now. Why wouldn't you want to be there, right? Uh, so if you want to join that fun, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com because it's only open to amplifiers. Anyway, 800 I know, Mark, you're probably going in there right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, Perv. No. You old perv. Uh, we continue with your phone calls. Let's- actually, it's me in there. That's Bethany, and uh, <laughs> I'm typing, typing to everyone
1: like I'm a 20-year-old attractive girl.
0: <laughs> Let's talk to Eric. That's the thing with chat rooms; you never really know. <laughs> yeah, no, Though, no, actually, don't. one of the neat things about this chat room is it's a video chat. So, if you happen to have a webcam attached to your computer, I believe Bethany does have one. Uh, if you happen to have a webcam attached to your computer, you can actually show yourself to the other chatters. In fact, you can even chat with audio, uh, like you can actually talk to the other chatters on the chat room. Pretty cool. Anyway, uh, let's continue with your phone calls. Talk to John in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, John. John, Montana. Actually, yeah, hello. Hi. What's on your I mind?
9: I listened to you yesterday on KGEZ and uh, called in talking about the uh, all the alien stuff and all that and how tired i was and of hearing it and it's good to hear uh i've actually got the evening off so i've had a chance to finally listen to you oh welcome um but anyway that aside the lady that called in about the uh skateboard issue i, w- I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate here okay um and trust me, there's some serious serious issues in the Flathead Valley, which of course is where Kalispell is, mm-hmm. uh, with law enforcement. But about 88% of them um, are legit good people and people I'd be proud to have as friends. And
0: have you and met them all?
9: Have, uh, over the years, I've met quite a few of them. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of an activist in a lot of different issues, especially in Native American issues. Right. Um and they've had more than one opportunity to to um, show force uh, with me and have opted not to uh, to, their to their credit. credit.
0: To their credit. Me? I said to their credit.
9: To their credit. And, you know, there there's some just really good guys out there doing a job. Okay. On the other hand, we have that percentage of them who you put them in a black uniform and you load five uh, guns in their car and give them a tank to run around town in and and. They lose any mental capacity to have any rational thought. They think they become, you know, you you pat them on the back and get them to go, it's like a pit bull. They're going to go off. That's right. But in the case of the um, skateboard park, you know, the skateboard park isn't at the corner of a local park. The issue that they've had there since the very beginning um, is the fact that there are kids that are – uh, running around on this skateboard park and if they don't wear helmets this is a city through city bonds um skateboard park all it's going to take in and this and in sk- city has been afraid of this since day one is one kid to break his neck become a paraplegic and mom isn't going to be arguing about anything about you know pay for my kid for the rest of his life so there's a lot of concern over head injuries and the hospital has a, a helmet giveaway program uh the police have been around there quite a bit lately because a lot of parents have called them saying that their children are being approached by drug dealers and by drunks trying to get them drunk mm-hmm. so it's not this church group meeting place anymore it's, it's like any place that attracts kids unsupervised is it just tends to bring both types of kids the really good kids and the really bad kids
1: sure it does and, and So they're trying is, to keep
9: now, a handle on this because that's a, that's it a is tragedy a of the
1: common situation um you know yeah. that it, unfortunately you've got a, a situation there where everyone owns it and and nobody has anything to benefit except the kids um except i suppose uh, a, a reduction in crime but you know people don't take the long view generally they take the, the short view that's why they're scared of uh, people getting hurt and i think that it would have been significantly better if they would have allowed a skate park to open um that way private park right an owner could correct yeah uh, you know watch over the kids make sure he you know he's not going to let the bad kids in the kids that are selling dope and uh, you know carrying switchblades, those kids aren't coming in right um, because he's going to say you can't be here and i, I don't think that uh, necessarily um crimes being reduced by allowing those kids in the skate park because probably they weren't gonna um you know they're bad kids already anyway the the idea is to keep the good kids from getting involved with the bad kids and idle hands and devil's work and all that stuff so, right. you know, so, of
9: course, and if, if our, you know, we get a ticket and we're looking, we look at, you know, I'm an aggressive driver and right now they've got an address, aggressive driver program. They got highway patrol looking for people like me. And I get frustrated with people who are driving 45 in a 70 mile an hour zone and I'll tend to go around them and get angry and make a face at them and, right. you know, and yet if someone does it to me, I get all mad at them for doing that to me and, <laughs> you know, I hope they get that guy and. You know, if I was just a cop, I'd ticket them. And it's real tough when it's our own kids involved or if it's ourself involved. But I don't want people getting the idea that, you know, all these uh, cops are doing here is sitting on the corner because I go by their Five six times a day, and I have never seen a cop sitting there photographing these kids. And oh, you might have you just missed it. it I you know mean, that it's not
0: possible. Well, there. the woman that that called earlier, she was a mother of one of these kids, and I'm I, I, I take what she has to say at face value because uh, she's she's experienced this. Her her young person Correct. has been harassed by the police, and uh, you know, just because you don't see the cops doesn't mean they aren't there. For all you know, they've got a
1: after all their job. For all
0: you see. know, they've got an undercover who looks you know 18, and he's out there skating with the kids. So who knows what. Uh, what sort of uh, machinations they're going through in order to uh, to bust these. Do
1: kids. we want our kids babysat by cops? I think is really the question. No,
0: I, I don't, and that's why I say that Mark, your solution's right. If this uh, if there's a demand for a skateboard park, then someone should have built it with private money, and, and the, then city you the city could set private
1: rules. The city could have given incentives. Um, they said you know for the first uh, five years there won't be any property taxes on the property where a skate park is uh, uh put in. Uh, you know, is all you have to do is get a business license a license for twenty dollars, and we won't have any and you won't have any property taxes or business taxes or whatever. And then you can believe somebody would have hopped, too, on the skate park.
0: Yeah, exactly. But well, no, they had
9: Kalispell to... loves to, to follow the disasters of every other state, it seems. Mm-hmm. We we tend to find the things that are complete disasters in society, and then we try to redo them here.
0: Well, anything and government that's just does... that's one of
9: them. They found that, you know, like the rails-to-trails programs, the skateboard parks, and... A number of other things that have that they've reproduced the roundabouts and everything. If it's a total failure everywhere else we'll do it
0: well that's what government does I mean government fails at everything that it tries and so inevitably they you know governments borrow other ideas from other governments just because the idea sounds good they don't really think about the reality mm-hmm. they don't realize that their government is just as inefficient and stupid as uh, as any other government and so you know we've, we've seen that trend the governments borrow bad ideas from other governments it's just what they do uh, so that's why we need to get these uh, governments slashed down dramatically if not completely eliminated and that's Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it from you. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. So, yeah. Imagine if it was a private skateboard park. Then the private skateboard park owner could require everyone to wear helmets. And if they, you know, there could be an option though to where if you wanted to sign a waiver or have your parents sign a waiver for you or something like that, have some process that you could go through to say, all right, well, look, I'm not going to sue you if you. You know, if
1: I I give you my name on this piece of paper. I don't know exactly how effective those are, but yes, um, they certainly would have something just like that. Shoot, the skating rink where I used to go had that. Really? I
0: mean, just, you know, roller skates. You had to sign a waiver? Uh, Yeah. Wow. Wow. One eight hundred two five eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So, uh, and it probably. I went a, to
1: the nice skate, skating rink, not that seedy little Stardust thing that you'd, <laughs> you went
0: to. The, the nice one, I don't think exists anymore. Then. No, they shut it down. Uh, skating skating wasn't you know was more popular when I was a kid than it is when. when yeah, you were in. Uh, think about how how much nicer it could be. I mean, if it was a privately run park, and I wonder uh, if there are any skaters out there listening to the show, and you have skated at a private park, tell us what it's like. I mean, I'm just envisioning what it could be like since there's a profit motive involved. You want the park to be in as good a condition as possible because you don't want people getting hurt. You know, you could sell refreshments. I mean, Government
1: doesn't see the value of um, a, a skate park until it's their idea. Do you understand? So they're not going to, you know, they make it difficult on skate parks. Uh, that, and, uh, you know, there's not a huge margin, um, you know, profit margin in uh, you know, providing something like this. So it can be, skate parks, uh, can, it can be difficult to run
0: one. Well, you have to love skateboarding. And there are people that do. still your calls on hold, get to you, plus the 10 questions, or at least 10, I'm sure there are more than this, but 10 questions you can't ask during a job interview. More control, the government never stops with its damn controls it puts on our lives. More on the way, Hour 3 coming up, free talk live. We have a big new advertiser for Valentine's Day. Please,
1: before you buy flowers or candy this year, consider Pajamagram.com. The pajamas or lingerie come in a beautiful hat box with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a Do Not Disturb sign. She'll love it for years. Pajamagram.com. And please, tell them you heard
0: about it at Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And, Mark, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls we go. It's Andy in Michigan. You're on Freetalk Live. Andy. How you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Um, I was just thinking, you guys were uh, earlier you guys were talking about how uh, Ron Paul running as
0: third party. Uh, well, he has uh, effectively ruled that out at this point.
10: Oh really? Okay, I was just curious because I thought um if that were to happen wouldn't uh he just take away votes from the Republican candidate and then we would end up with a uh uh democrat?
1: Oh, do you think do you think the Republican has a chance of winning?
10: Well, I don't really know. I really just in case at, at this point, you, I just in case that, you wonder, candidate. there's an
1: extraordinarily unpopular war being fought right now, and the Republicans are supporting it. Seventy um, percent of the American population's against it, so you might as well uh, get used to either the first black president or the first woman president, because it's not going to be John McCain.
0: Well, plus libertarians always get this rap uh, that you know the idea that they are somehow conservatives that smoke marijuana, and right. it's and just John not McCain, true. John McCain doesn't own my vote. Right. It's just not oh, true either. Libertarians come from all across the political spectrum. Uh, many of them are former Republicans. That's true. But many of them are also former Democrats and Green Party members. And, and uh, there's a good chunk of Libertarians that are non-voters. They'd never voted for any uh, Republican or Democrat prior to that. So I think it's just a common, uh, a common misconception that Libertarians would likely vote for the Republican if there were no Libertarian in the race. Myself, I would stay home. I wouldn't bother voting for either one of the Democrats or Republicans.
10: I would just – I lean more towards Republican just because I want less taxes and
0: – But wait a minute. That, has John McCain given you any indication that
10: that's what he's going John to do? I not John McCain's the right choice, though. But wait, that's, George but Bush – sh- Hold
0: on. That choice is oh, made, saying my friend. I'm
10: every candidate has – but just the the idea in general.
0: There's only one Republican candidate that's ever done anything about reducing taxes and that's Ron Paul. All the rest of right. those guys with their contract with America, Where, the, 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 the eight what years What country of, were
1: you living in since uh, two, from 2000 to 2006?
0: Right, the, the, the eight, taxes went up and the Republicans were in charge. Right, the eight okay, years of I, George I Bush have been more there there've been more taxes in this country ever since George Bush took office a bigger increase in government than Bill Clinton no, ever I, could have had. I, I know, but um, you know
1: it's 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 frustrating uh you know when um when people suggest that libertarians and you know, the republicans lie about their tax stance
10: and that's, oh, i don't really think you can i think it's people lie more than just the republicans or democrats
1: oh well um well the democrats will tell you they want more taxes their their um, lies affect us people lie in general but uh, politicians lies affect our lives do you understand mm-hmm. if, if the gal at mcdonald's tells you a lie well you know maybe she oh, told totally you a lie yeah. about a hamburger but you'll live if a politician tells you a lie then they get into office and they do something different then you mm-hmm. know that's a pretty big lie it changes your life. It affects how much money you make, how much food you can put on the table for your kids, what kind of house they live in, and what kind of car you drive.
10: Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm also worried about health care. What um, about it? Well, just uh, socialized Medicare doesn't really work. Right. And I just don't want that to happen.
0: Well, I'd like to point out that one of the Republican candidates—he's now out of the race—but one of the uh, Republicans, Mitt Romney, had implemented social or fascist socialist care in Massachusetts.
1: And um, John McCain is notorious for working with the Democrats—you know, crossing the aisle mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Where do you think? Where do you think the next place to cross the aisle too
10: is? Mm.
1: I, you know the way I see it, I'd rather have a um, a Democrat in president so, uh, as president, so the Republicans could stand against her rather than having a Republican, um, you know, where th- that's going to work with the Democrats. Yeah, the only the problem Republicans with that, would have a difficult time working with, um, you know, would, would have a difficult time saying we don't want to work with this Republican
0: president. Yeah, but the only problem with that, though, Mark, is that you're right. That's exactly what would happen if a Democrat gets elected. Then the Republicans all of a sudden find their principles again, and they sure. start talking about small government, and then all the Republican voters they get all oh. Look all woozy. Oh, they're talking about small government again. They're really serious this time. Sure, it's the same old pack of liars, but they're really mean at this time. If we just re-elect the Republicans, they'll finally reduce government. That's what we've been waiting for all these years, but yet they never do. No. Uh, pe- okay. People keep voting for Republicans and Democrats, and it never makes a gd bit of difference as far as uh, what happens in Washington. It always gets uh, bigger, and it's interesting that during Republican administrations, government increases at a faster clip than it did than, uh during Democrat administrations. Just an interesting observation, and it's mm-hmm. true. Ron, Paul, or not Ron Paul, Ronald Reagan, this you know big small government conservative, he drastically increased the size of government during his term. George Bush increased the size of it government in, it far increased. more than. Clinton. During his term, yeah, um, mm-hmm. more accurately, he signed the bills. Mark, some of them he did. Yeah, well, he could have vetoed more, but he didn't. That's politics. For it him. is politics, exactly. Any other thoughts tonight?
10: Um, I actually had a question for you, Ian. Yeah. Um, uh, someone was telling me you're an anarchist. You know,
0: I, someone accused me of that earlier this week, and no, I don't. I uh, don't like that term. It doesn't describe me. The term anarchy suggests a, a lack of rules. I support okay. the idea of rules, right, private just, property rules, which makes me a free marketeer and a voluntarist.
10: Uh, I was just wondering what your just your your beliefs and how, how if 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 you were in control, how how it
0: would be. I don't want to be in control.
10: Uh, well, it, an ideal uh, government.
0: If you will. No, no government whatsoever. I think we should have self government where you control your life, you make decisions for yourself, and as long as you aren't harming someone else, uh you would be left alone. Does that make sense? I
10: mean I, I agree. There you I go. just think it's a little more complicated than that.
0: I would agree. I think people try to make it more complicated, but it's really not. If you just let the marketplace uh, operate unhindered without government regulation, then the market will handle anything that people are demanding. It will be provided by people the, in search of profit.
10: People are dumb sometimes. So I mean, you can't really Right. So why would we want to put dumb people in charge of government? When, when people, you know, there's always going to be that one person that's striving for power.
0: I understand that people are dumb and in search of power. Why would we want dumb people in search of power to have the access to power? That's what they oh, have I right now. I don't. I don't either. I don't, I don't agree with that. Right. So there's your I, argument I just against. I think sometimes that does happen. Well, that's the argument against government, though. Is that mm-hmm. is that because government is there and government has power and lords it over others, you are then setting up a uh, a possibility for people who are in search of that power to seize it and lord it over others. Why would we want oh, yeah. that? We don't. At least in the free marketplace, dumb people are just dumb people, and power seekers can't get power because there's none to be had. Mm-hmm. Makes sense?
10: It, it does make sense. Uh, I mean, I, I was pretty much a slave to the television before I started listening to this, and now ever since I started listening to you guys' show, I've been starting to, you know, start reading more and trying uh, to educate myself because it, I don't want to be another drone.
0: Absolutely, and that's a great mindset to be in and continue to educate yourself. I know I am. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. Uh, All right, so let's get into it, shall we? The uh, 10 illegal job questions. This from techrepublic.com. Number one, now remember, this is, I think these are federal laws, although in many states there are other state laws that apply to, to job interviews. Number one, where were you born? You're not allowed to ask
1: where a person was born? <laughs> I guess it would uh, show ethnicity.
0: The question might seem like small talk as you get to know a person, but it could also be used to gather information illegally about the candidate's national origin. Although it might seem more relevant, you should avoid asking, are you a U.S. citizen? You can ask whether a candidate is authorized to work in the United States, but avoid asking about citizenship. Okay. Uh,
1: and so you can't even know whether a person is a naturalized, You know,
0: uh, you, you can't know whether they have a green card or something like that? I don't know, Mark. sounds like it's a a tricky issue. Number two, what is your native language? Again, the problem is this question could be used to determine national origin. You can ask whether the person knows a language if it's required for the job. For example, if the responsibilities include supporting Spanish-speaking customers, it's fair to ask whether the candidate speaks Spanish, but that's different from asking where you're from. And again, the idea here is to prevent discrimination, which... If you believe in freedom, you also need to believe in the freedom for business owners to be discriminatory.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny how uh, some businesses can discriminate and some can't. For instance, uh, you know, if, if Hollywood, when they produce commercials and that kind of thing, if the commercial calls for a little black boy um, and an old white lady comes to an uh, interview for it, yeah. she's not going to, you know, uh, to audition for it, she's not
0: going to get the job. What about fat and ugly people? I mean, talk about being discriminated against. Yeah, there are some roles for fat people in Hollywood, but if you're ugly... So what they
1: usually do is take attractive people and make them uglier with makeup and uh, glasses and yeah. you know pull their pants up and that kind of thing. And
0: there are the occasional ugly freak roles, but uh, for the most part, if you're going looking for a lead role in a movie and you're ugly or, or fat. You're SOL. Yeah, so... Um, so why it, do they get to discriminate, huh? It well, uh, it, 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 It's strange. Well, there's more to this story here. Uh, again, another eight questions you can't ask during a job interview. And it's, it's all t- Most of it is all tied into this discrimination issue. Yeah, the I want to ta-
1: talk about discrimination a little bit more. When Absolutely.
0: The idea that people need to be protected from unscrupulous employers. More on the way, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. I say, if someone wants to be a racist or somehow a bigot, then... Don't work for those people. Don't don't patronize them. Let's out them. Let them be racist so we know who they are. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. and You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI. Toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away on the website, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about at shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Pork Fest, is June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, like you, cherish liberty and are actually living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I've heard some cool rumors about some uh, exciting things that are planned for this year's Porkfest that didn't happen last year because there's uh, just always new people coming here to New Hampshire Mm -hmm. and coming to visit. Let's see. Rumor is there's going to be a, a Dance Dance Revolution competition going on. Oh, there, that's going to be fun. Which is a lot of fun for a lot of people. Uh, plus, I, I've also heard rumors that uh, the the man behind Sequel C A I is going to be sponsoring a barbecue or something like that, like all week long. I I have not gotten the details on this, but that sounds right. Also, rumor has it that uh, Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted is going to be tagging along for that barbecue as well. So that should be fun too. Uh, and we're going to be there broadcasting live on Saturday night from Pork Fest. So be sure you join us. As well, all the details are there at porkfest.com. Uh, we continue with a list of ten things, ten questions that are illegal to ask during a job interview. Uh, that's not if you're being interviewed. That's if you're the interviewer, if you're interviewing people for a job. Uh, the third question, first two were, where were you born? What's your native language? and that's, uh, it, Those are prohibited because it could help you determine the uh, nationality of an individual to where you could then discriminate. Say, I don't like people from Panama. You know, and not hire them as a, as a result. I don't of that. like the French. Number three, are you married? Here's another question that would seem innocent in most settings, but definitely not in a job interview, says TechRepublic.com, because you can't discriminate on the basis of marital status. This question is off limits.
1: You know, um, there's there's certainly employers out there that would want to hire somebody who's single over somebody who's married or somebody who's married over somebody single. There used to be uh, prejudices against uh, people that were single. It's like, uh, you know, they, they wanted you to to, uh, need to have a job, you know, being married is gonna make you a little more stable mm-hmm. in one area, but, uh, being single would make it easier for you to travel for your work, um, is, is the idea. And I don't think that an employer should be limited on that um any more than the individual is well no the individual uh, can decide whether or not the job is for them the right. employer should be able to decide whether or not the job is for them too absolutely Because it's a fit it's a decision between the two of them as to whether or not they want to work together it's like saying um you know in a marriage that uh, you can't make decisions based on uh, this, this you know anything about the person no, it's a relationship that you're entering into and both parties should be able to make the decisions based on anything they want, including disgusting weird prejudices.
0: Um, yeah, I only want to hire people with blue hair. I, I you know,
1: people that that are of certain ethnicity, uh, you know, gay people or straight people or whatever. It seems to me that it's just wrong. I mean, if I'm a a good Christian um, who uh, has a you know and I believe everything in the Bible or whatever, right? Or well, if you only want to hire has, Christians, right? W- w-
0: why shouldn't I be able to do that? You should, and that's what the point of talking about this is. Let me get through the rest of the questions here. Number four: Do you have children? Of course, the idea then is that if you've got children, they'd be less likely to hire you because you'd be calling out because your kids are sick, for instance. Or you'd be cost more on the uh, group insurance. Number five, do you plan to get pregnant? It says that employers sometimes ask this question to weed out women who might take a maternity leave, uh, and so it's illegal to ask that one. Uh, I know how
1: to weed out those women. They're between the ages of uh, 16 and uh, 40. There you go. Then maybe a little older now. I'm
0: Number six, how old are you? Some companies used to avoid hiring older workers for a variety of reasons, ranging from a fear of higher health care you know, costs to absences was... and social bias in favor of youth. But age discrimination is clearly illegal, and you should avoid this question. Don't try to get the information by asking when the person graduated from college either.
1: Hmm. You know, if I was a woman, I, one of the first things I'd say in an interview is, yeah, I've had a hysterectomy. oh, it grew back. You're hired.
0: Uh, Number seven, do you observe Yom Kippur? You can't discriminate on the basis of religion, so this question is uh, illegal, as would be anything uh, in regards to other holidays uh, for religions. And it says if you're concerned about the candidate's availability, you could ask whether he or she can work on holidays and weekends, but not the specific particular religious holidays. Number eight, do you have a disability or chronic illness? This information is not supposed to be used to be uh, as a factor in hiring, so the questions are illegal. The, the whole idea that asking a question is against the law. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, you know, our court system has taken care of that whole freedom of speech. Yeah, thing.
0: exactly. Uh, it says here if the job will require specific physical tasks, such as installing cables and wires and ceilings, you might ask whether the person could perform those tasks with reasonable accommodation. Number nine. Another question you can't ask, are you in the National Guard? Although some managers might find it disruptive when employees leave for duty, it's illegal to discriminate against someone because he or she belongs to the National Guard or a reserve unit.
1: Because it's inconvenient for the government. The government just passed a law that's, you know, um, inconvenient for them. Uh, are you telling me if I had some other job that was out there that that would clash um, with my possible work schedule that they shouldn't be able to make a decision?
0: No, it's the government mm-hmm. making laws that's convenient for them. And, and that's just wrong. Finally, number 10: Do you smoke or use alcohol? In general, you can't discriminate on the basis of the use of a legal product when the employee is not on the premises and not on the job. And once again, you know, this goes back to somebody who might be uh, might consider themselves a, a good, clean, straight-edge person. Perhaps they want to populate their business with other people who have a similar mentality, other people who don't engage in drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes or, or doing drugs. Uh, and they, they should be able to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and this is so outrageous that in the so-called land of the free, business owners are not free to discriminate and hire the people they think would be best for their their business. Well, it just says, it just goes to show that it's not your business, it's the government's business, because they can tell you how to run it, they can tell you how much to pay your workers, they can tell you who you have to hire. It's just, you don't even own your business in this country. You don't own your property. You don't own your car. We're all just a bunch of serfs.
1: You know, the um, when it comes to uh, smokers, some employers don't like smokers because they're outside smoking too often. Well, sure, they always the want to take a smoke break. It's because the government's passed rules that says that you can't allow people to smoke inside your business. Part, well, You know, that's part yeah, of the I reason. Yeah, but I might not want people to smoke inside business. That, that should business. be your choice, too. Um, it's your business. You pay the rent. You yeah. pay the mortgage. Um, you pay everybody who's there. If a smoker doesn't... Doesn't want to work there, then well, you know that's they're making a decision for their life.
0: It's just disgusting that this is going on, and it needs to stop. These uh, there again, there are apparently there state laws and federal laws, and from what I understand, because uh, Julia just went to went to, went went through extensive training on this for her job. Uh, from what I understand, if there are two laws, uh, for instance, one state, one federal, and one is more restrictive. Whatever it is that's more restrictive, whatever it is that benefits the employee, is the one that you have to fo- uh, mm-hmm. follow. So there's no federal precedence. It's just whichever benefits the employee more. Uh, so again, you know, this ties back into what we talked about earlier: the idea that you, as someone who is an employee, you actually run your own business. You're selling your labor. You're selling your skills to the business, to the, uh, the owner of whatever business it is you're mm-hmm. working for, and you should be free to choose who you want to work for, just as they should be free to choose who they want to work for them, and let the decisions be made between the two individuals. The marketplace does work if you just let it happen. What if I want to start a business where I only hire atheist females between the ages of 18 and 22? I should be able to do that. In fact, why shouldn't you be, apparently, with all these uh, restrictions, Mark, you should be able to get a job at a strip club that only that usually only hires women. Why can strip clubs only hire women? This the is just insane. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the Cycle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And, Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. And that's uh, 800-259-9231 is our number. The website is FreeTalkLive.com. We continue here with uh, your phone calls in a moment. But, Mark, did you have anything else to say on this discrimination issue?
1: You know, um, as as strange as it sounds, I think that the wor- that it would be just fine um, if you know we didn't have if, if we allowed businesses to discriminate on anything they want. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's take the worst case scenario here. Uh, black people have probably have had it real rough in this country, mm-hmm. um, but remember, most of the reasons that they had it rough were laws. You know, there were the Jim Crow
0: laws. Crow, yeah,
1: that's what they're called. Jim Crow laws. They weren't the Jim Crow rules that uh, bigoted white business owners uh, made up. They were the Jim Crow laws. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, the, sitting at the back of the bus, That believe me, it wasn't the bus peop, um, owners that did this. It was the po- politicians that abused their power. Many
0: bus owners lo- lobbied against it.
1: And racism is very unpopular right now, Um, and I just can't see... It's not going to gain in popularity. I, I, can't, you you know, I can't see that either, especially with the uh, intermarrying of uh, races and people, you know... Um, Thank goodness for that. You know, having, uh, you know, the ethnicity becoming more and more mixed. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I just can't see how it's, uh, you know, how it would be good for a business to say, oh, we don't allow blacks in here i just can 't imagine I, I wouldn't go there I, I I mean to try to try to imagine that store in your town, how would you feel about that person? Um, that person has to you know live and and work and uh, you know do business in that community they're going to have a very difficult time living and working and doing business in that community. are you going to want to live um, you know I, I might just certainly if I do business with them my serv- the service would stink um, the prices may be higher, and I may just choose not to do it period mm-hmm. um, if they come into my store and uh, you know want to buy something i may not even sell it to them yeah sorry i don't serve
9: people
0: racists. with
1: a first name like yours yeah uh, I, I,
0: I discriminate against racists yeah you can no do sales whatever you to want. racists yeah that's the way it should be and
1: i think that these these problems would handle themselves and you know to to not allow lawyers uh, employers to make uh, decisions for themselves it's it's just antithetical to freedom
0: it sure is let's go with your phone calls talk to mac in georgia mac you're on free talk live hello there
11: How's it going, guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Military cop. I'm sorry. It's your neighborhood military cop. Oh <laughs> yes, military
0: police, Mac. Hey, what's happening?
11: I'm doing good. Um, listening to a podcast the over there. you I was talking about the defects, taking people
0: kids.
1: <laughs> the yeah, um, like, DCF, yeah, DCF.
0: Yeah. Department of Children um, and Families. What do you got? Oh, when I was 17,
11: the South Carolina problem of. Uh, Social services, they try to take my, they try to take me away from my mother. Really? Yeah. You know, I was just diagnosed as a diabetic, and they, the doctor had got some results back, and was saying that my kidneys were probably messed up. So I had to go to the hospital, and I had to spend a couple of nights in the hospital. And mm-hmm. as a carson, the doctors called the DSS to check on me.
7: Mm-hmm.
11: And I wake up the next morning, well, my mother and the lady talked, and he said they want me at a certain time. So I wake up about an hour and a half early before he was supposed to come in and talk to me and my mother, and I wake up late standing next to me.
0: <laughs> the woman from the government questions. was standing next to you. Yeah. What did she want? She wanted to ask some questions. What what about?
11: About how my mother was taking care of me if I was on my medicine and everything. Hmm. Um it turned out that turned out that the D S S interpreted take on on, on this person and make sure that they went to the hospital to start proceeding to take, take the child away, take me away from my mother for neglect.
0: So they were, so the doctors called in the bureaucrats because they thought that, they just wanted them to check on you or they thought that you were being neglected?
11: They, thought, they wanted to check on me, make sure I made it to the hospital.
0: And I'm a little confused here. So, the woman from the government was was trying to see if you were being uh, neglected by your mother? Yeah. So how did that turn out started, for you?
11: She already started receiving everything. She what? She already started, she already put the paperwork in and everything.
0: Wow. To take you, you mean? Yeah. So yeah. even before she had asked you the questions, she put the paperwork in? Yeah. It was over, like, about two or three days. <laughs> Wow, because that's what they do. You know, you call DCF or you call the Department of Children and Families, or in this case, Social Services, and they take kids. They that's, take kids. That's, that's what that's, they do. That's what they know how to do. I mean,
11: honestly, I think it's stupid. You know what I
0: mean?
11: I've seen I've seen cases both as a civilian and, and as an MP. You know, working with civilian law enforcement, where um, they've been against um adults and kids is called DSS, and the <laughs> one fell swoop, they take the kids.
0: Yeah, it's just a tragedy after tragedy. How did this end up resolving itself, this situation?
11: Uh the lady the lady answered questions and left. It was still while when my mother came, I called her as soon as the lady left. And by the time the lady made it back into South Carolina, because the hospital was in um Savannah. Where I lived I was like about, I was close to Savannah, so mm-hmm. I just went to Savannah to go to the hospital. And by the time the lady made it back to to um Resident South Carolina to her office. They had a um, phone call from my mother, waiting for her, so my mother was going to cuss her out. <laughs> and after after she, after my mother stood up to lay. they closed out the case. I never heard from her again.
0: They pulled it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're fortunate there. Yeah, right? lucky. And, also, you are of age to where you probably could have come to your mother's defense. You know, the problem really comes in when you're dealing with four-year-olds and three-year-olds and, you know, young kids that, uh, you know, they, don't, they can barely even communicate. I guess four-year-olds can communicate. But, you know, young, young kids that, uh, that can't communicate very effectively uh, when they just come in and snatch them up and they can't speak for themselves to say, hey, wait, I love my parents. Let me stay here. Mac, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So, it's a nightmare whenever DCF gets involved um,
1: with uh, your family.
0: Let's continue. Uh, We have Jim on the line in Indianapolis. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh,
12: my name's Vince. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: Vince, what's on your mind?
12: Yeah, I've got an interesting article here. It says, insurers ask doctors to disclose patient info. I guess it's uh, a Blue Cross of California. They're asking, uh, they're sending letters to physicians along with copies of the applications. To disclose, you know, to make sure that the patient's information is up to date. Of course, the physicians are, you know, politely saying no, thank you.
0: So wait a minute. Don't, I mean, I would think the insurance company would have the uh, the, the contractual agreement uh, that specifies that they could get pa- patient's information. Why shouldn't they? They, you know, they've got to pay claims, shouldn't they? Know if uh, if everything's Well,
12: i'm saying yeah they should know if the the actual patient exists but see you gotta understand the insurance business it's a third-payer party system
0: i don't think i understand i mean what
12: about the health insurance is third-party payer basically Right. you're going through an hmo you you get a doctor or whatever and then they agree to either take your insurance or they don't, or the insurance company accepts the doctor. Early. That's what's called third-party payer systems.
0: So you're saying the the doctor verifies the person? I, I'm lost. Vince. They
12: verify what they're supposed to do. I, from the crux of these letters is that Blue Cross of California was just taking the, the applications without checking if the patient was real or or fraud or whatever, or there were inconsistencies in the application. You know, they didn't reveal previous disclosures, you know, say that they had cancer or previous pre-existing conditions.
0: Okay, so uh, you're saying that insurance companies shouldn't be able to get the patient information?
12: Well, not the way it's set up. It's not a private market system. Insurance companies are run by the states that all 50 states are run them. they are financial institutions that are run by the states.
0: I don't know if the Blue Cross is run by the states? They have lots of regulations.
12: You have a Department of Insurance in California.
0: Right, I understand. I guarantee
12: you do because...
0: I understand they're very heavy, re- heavily regulated, and certainly we should get uh, get the government out of regulating oh, we that. We have in. a
12: department of health care in California.
0: Vince, thanks for the call tonight. I, I, you know, Certainly the uh, government should leave insurance companies alone, leave health care providers alone, and let them make their own decisions as to who's going to share what information with each other. I'm not sure what to say about that particular issue. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. In these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. If you make it now, you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you enter Amazon through that link, Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Uh, And it doesn't matter what you buy. 41 categories to shop in, new items, used items, whatever it is. Load it into your shopping cart, check out, enjoy the great prices you'll get at Amazon. Uh, Also enjoy the free Super Saver shipping deals uh, that they have on so many of their items. And feel good, because not only did you get what you wanted at a great price, but a decent chunk of the, the purchase price actually went to Free Talk Live. They've got a pretty nice uh, re- reward system for us there. But you have to enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And movies, lingerie, and marital aids, if you're looking for those items, go to AdamEve.com. They've got a special offer for you. AdamEve.com slash talk is where you want to enter. And if you enter through that link, you'll get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com slash talk. Uh so here's a here's kind of a fun little uh little story from zenhabits.net 15 great decluttering tips everybody needs to reduce clutter in their lives unless you're a pack rat you love this 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 subject you you just hate clutter I, I i do you know uh julia and I were rearranging a room upstairs in the house recently and I took that opportunity to clear out some more crap I didn't need so uh you know I, i'm always constantly as much as i can paring down the amount of stuff that i have because i just can't stand having too much of it I don't want to become a pack rat i this frightens me, and uh, simple is good. Simplification, I think, is very important because if you're if, you've, if if things are simple, you know where they are. Though of course the pack rats, they know where things are too. That's kind of a funny thing about them. If they, even though they've got a, a load of stuff all piled up all over their house, they can go and find things, and it's it's just amazing. Anyway, uh, 15 tips here again from zenhabits.net. dot net. Number one, declutter for 15 minutes every day. I'd say that's going overboard. I I don't know That's... That seems like a little unnecessary. It seems like a a bit obsession, a bit of an obsession with well, decluttering.
1: If you have a family, that might be that uh, might make some more sense. Um, yeah, if that's it's just, just
0: one individual. It might be a little overboard. Right.
1: But um, you know, if if you have a problem right now, you, see, you don't have a problem with that's clutter. true.
0: If you've got a bunch of stuff, then that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to reduce your uh, your clutter. Number two, good point, Mark. We should look at it from that perspective. Uh, number two, don't allow things into the house in the first place says here, whether you've begun decluttering the living space or you've just completed it, stop bringing in new stuff now. Even if that's all you do and don't start decluttering immediately, if you can only establish one habit at a time, establish the no more stuff habit first. This way, when you do get to decluttering the existing stuff, you've already stopped making it worse. Think of bailing out a boat with a hole in it. You can bail and bail, but it won't do anything for the leak. And... You know, Lots of people go out there and they buy things on impulse that they might not necessarily need. And they bring it home and they put it on a shelf somewhere and that's where it sits. So be very, very judicious about what you bring in and make sure you only, you really need it for your life or that it's something that you explicitly want and it's not a bunch of crap uh, that's that's unnecessary. Number three, donate the stuff that you're decluttering so you don't feel bad about throwing it out and wasting it. That's a good one. We mentioned Goodwill Mm -hmm. earlier. Organizations like that are always happy to take your stuff. Number four, create a Joe's goals chart with decluttering on it, either daily or three times a week. Check off the days when you declutter, and you'll feel a great sense of accomplishment. Well, I don't know who Joe is and why he has his own goals chart, but goals are always a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a goal sheet that I make for myself every single week. Are you with...
1: still doing that? I I, I, yeah. I sort of stopped around Christmas yeah, time. I know I you guess stopped. i have been doing it. I've popped in, and and I my goals have gone by the wayside. I'm at I it get by back.
0: myself, dude. Where? W- w- what day do you do it? So I do it after the show on Fridays. Uh, So you, you write down your goals, and whether it's decluttering or whatever it is you have to do in life, and goal setting's a whole other topic, but it's very important to write things down because it makes it more concrete, and you know for a fact whether or not you've done it. It helped me out today, Mark. I I found myself a little idle. I'd finished checking my email. You know how I love to check my email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd finished checking my email, and I thought, oh, all right, what else do I have to do? Ah, goal sheet. Looked at the goal sheet. Ah, i got to finish the talker's ad. There it was, and I got what I needed to do done. So goals are very powerful. Uh, Number five, start at the corner by the door and move your way around the room. Doing the superficial stuff first. Surfaces, empty the bin, et cetera, repeat. But do do more the second time around. For instance, open the cupboard, so go in deeper. Number six, whenever you're boiling the kettle for tea, tidy up the kitchen. If the kitchen's tidy, tidy up the next room. It's only three minutes, but it keeps you on top of everything. Hmm. Number seven. Use the one-in, two-out rule. The rule is whenever you bring in an item, you have to throw away two other items. Hmm. Now, first, you cheat by throwing out two pieces of paper, but soon you'll actually have to move big stuff. That's kind of an interesting one. Number eight, make your storage space smaller and more minimal. If you have lots of storage, you'll fill it with stuff, and that is so true. And that's something I think you're doing right when it comes to building your new house, Mark. Uh, You said it's only, what, 800 square feet? Yeah. It's going to be you, Laura, and the kid. Right. And uh, maybe a dog or a cat. Uh, and Or both. That gives you a limited amount of space to put things in. Whereas if you've got an empty room, inevitably what you're going to do is just start piling crap up in it. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. People, people are very good about this. I think it's instinctual to some <laughs> extent. If we have empty spaces, we fill it with crap.
1: That's that's the way it is, and then you buy a bigger house and fill it full
0: of more crap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I remember my one of my my old girlfriend. Her parents they had this problem. Uh, they had just had stuff everywhere. There's a drawer. There was just stuff all in it, and they weren't particularly messy. They weren't pack rats, and there you know there weren't stuff just piled up in the room. But wherever there was somewhere to store something, whether it be a drawer or a countertop, it was just loaded with stuff. Hmm. And one of my favorite, uh, not that I watch television, but years ago, I came across a show, actually on a recommendation of my mother, as a matter of fact. It was called Clean Sweep. I don't know if they still make it, but this is an inspirational show. (laughs) You watch this show, and what they do is they have these experts, like cleaning experts or organizational experts, simplification experts, if you will, that uh, basically people will call up and say, look, my brother, he's a pack rat. He's got all this crap in his house. Will you help him? And so then the guy, you know, the brother agrees, okay, yeah, bring these people in, bring your cameras, and they bring these experts in there, and they essentially go to work cleaning out room by room. Uh, I I think they just focus on, I don't know, they focus on one room, it's been a while since I've seen it. Anyway, what they do is they clean out pretty much the entire house, and they just take everything out, and they put it out in the front yard, and then this expert sits there, and they they go through the stuff with, with the individual, and they say, now look, do you really need this giant teddy bear, for instance? And you know, they go through all these ludicrous things, this this junk that we collect, and it's really just amazing not only watching people try to let go of some of the things they think they they need, but... Have just been sitting in a closet for ten years and they 've never touched you know like the giant teddy bear or the old sewing machine or whatever it is that, that you've got it's fun watching people go through that process, but it's also amazing to see inside these people's homes and see the level of clutter that they actually have and then see what it looks like when it's all spread out on the front lawn and they they have them take uh you know take the stuff they they want to keep and they put that in one pile and then they put a, they've got another to sell pile and you put the stuff for a garage sale in that pile, and there's a trash pile and you put Stuff in that pile. It's just a, it's an interesting little process. Anyway, uh, a few more here. Storage space smaller. That makes sense. Number nine, clothing rule. If you haven't worn an item in six months, sell or donate it.
1: What if you live in? Um, what if you live up north?
0: Twelve months makes more sense. Okay. Uh, number ten, the one year box. These aren't perfect, but they're a lot of them are good. Uh, the one year box. Take all your items that you're unsure about getting rid of. Like oh, I might need this some um, this big teddy bear someday. Put them in a box, seal it, and date it for one year in the future. When the date comes and you still didn't need to open it to get anything, donate the box without even opening it. You probably won't even remember what was in there. That's pretty cool. I like that one. Mm. Because if you open the box, then those feelings are going to come back. You know, you open the box and say, oh, it's been a year. Let's see what's in here. Oh, it's my teddy bear, I don't want to, you know, or the Mm. sewing machine, I might still need that. That sort of feeling will come up again inside you, and you'll tell yourself, this is what pack rats tell themselves, they tell themselves, oh, I might need that old box someday. And so they stack up a bunch of old boxes, or, oh, it's an old bill from the power company. You know, I might need to look at that someday. And so they stack that up. Well, you, so know, you want to avoid that thought process. A
1: flat piece of paper from the power company probably isn't as big of a deal as a, a box. The, the pack rats will stack
0: and stack and stack these sure. flat pieces of paper.
1: Um, understood. But uh, you know, when you when you're, st- it's it's so difficult storing these boxes. Um, you know, you you think, well, what if I have to return this thing? So you store the box, and then you've stored the box, so it doesn't go away. Do you understand? Yeah, like I have a box collection. It's there forever. Yeah. No. I think the if you're going to do such a thing, I think the best way to do it is buy yourself some packing tape and one of those packing tape guns mm-hmm. and break the boxes down and store them flat. That way you're not storing a bunch of
0: whole boxes at the very least, and then you can go through them and toss them out yearly if you need to do We're so. We're short on time. Let's go through the rest. Declutter one room at a time. Keep a list in your planner labeled, don't need it, don't want it. Internalize that your value is not in your stuff. It's just stuff. uh, 14, have someone else who you trust help you go through your things. Let them call you out. You know, do you really need this? And finally, gift everything. Give stuff away. Mm. Let them take it. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.